Boba Fett not included. Oh, another thing. Uh, unrelated to Star Wars in a way. Uh, there's breaking exclusive. Marvel has two versions for Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. One is R-rated and one is PG-13. Huh? The longer two? The longer one is R-rated, but they're waiting for Disney's approval. Yo. Hmm. Dark much? I'm going to watch the R-rated one right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the R-rated one is going to be way more beneficial than the well, PG. Pr- it, probably the scenes with it. The additional scenes that you get in it. Well, how would it be R-rated, though? Okay, well... In the marketing, it's kind of like a horror movie. Horror you movies. can still do a PG-13 horror movie, no? You can, but I'm assuming because of like the imagery, because it's Doctor Strange. Strange in the name. That's fair. And there's the... Evil. And you have these multiverses. And so you could have like crazy things happening in this multiverse, like people just getting obliterated or something. Kind of like mm-hmm. the what-if episodes at the live act. You know, zombies. <laughs> We did see a little bit of that squid thing in the trailer. Yeah. So that's my assumption. Why is it st- why it's R-rated or why they have an R-rated? Because of just the imagery they're going to have in it. I mean, Aiden shared us with us a while ago the uh, the the what's it called that Doctor Strange uses to like get rid of something or something like that. I don't know. Like his, I don't remember what it was called or what it was doing. I don't remember. I actually have a, a theory for what happened in this episode based on Mando losing his title. Mando loser. <laughs> Mando loser. Mando loser. Ah. This, is, this, is, uh, this episode really feels like the setup of season three for Mando. Not going to lie. Literally, like, oh, yeah, he has a Darksaber. Oh, wait, he's not a Mandalorian. Oh, wait, now he's asking how to become a Mandalorian after being rejected. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is, though, this means he's going to go back to Mandalore. Where the whole culture is taking the helmet off. Yeah. And he's going to go, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. If you watch Rebels, all of the Mandalorian in the show take their helmet off at some point. Unless they're like Mm a background character. But Mm -hmm. like Sabine Wren, her mom, sister, her father doesn't wear it. Pretty much the only people who don't are like the the militant Mandalorians. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in the Clone like Wars. I forget the soldiers. What, what they're... Yeah, or whatever. The only one who would really pre-Vesla when it was in the Clone Wars was like the only one. Sweats profusely. Upgrades, people. Upgrades. There's his dad, Kin Jarn. Rest in peace, Max Rebo cameo. There we go. Hello there. And welcome. General Kenobi. <laughs> and welcome to episode, is it 50 now? 49, Four, so close. Oh, so very close. close. <laughs> episode 49 of Jazz Pick Group Podcast. And today we will be discussing the book of The Mandalorian, chapter 5. <laughs> chapter of The Mandalorian. It's a chapter of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it's not even Boa Fett today. But if, you know what? <clears throat> In books, it's not always just about the main character, because there's also the supporting characters that the author might go and then follow that timeline. Well, you know, so it connects to the so This is fair. It's it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. dedicating well, the whole episode makes it feel like did they did they actually release is this book of Boba or are they just accidentally released <laughs> Mandalorian? <laughs> this is this was actually <laughs> this is actually season three episode one, uh, and then. The first chapter of Mandalorian is just Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Blah, blah, blah. Continue. So, initial thoughts. I think the overall vibe here is that it was quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's, go around the, let's go around the table. What are your initial thoughts? Oh, starting with me? Okay. Yeah, well, sure. We'll start with Adrian. Uh, <laughs> just waiting for, like, here, look at something. Here, I'll, I'll sum it up for you. Sum it up? Yeah, I'll sum it up for you. I said initial Your thoughts. Your initial thoughts? 
Yo, guys, holy shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> the video he's in. Yeah, I think that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so I mean, after our like discussion from the previous episode, like it's not like we were expecting it. And I also didn't even read the title of the episode before clicking it. Like I just instantly scrolled down and clicked. I didn't, so it, actually, I didn't it didn't actually say on there. It just it says, says Boba, Boba Fett chapter five. Oh, okay. And then it yeah. says the return of the Mandalorian mm. in the episodes. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, well, okay. So I think there's like a small description and it said like an unlikely, unlikely ally or something. I don't know. Something right. about an ally yeah. coming. And I was, yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it said unlikely though, so I was, I was like, I was, I was, unexpected I ally or emergence. Mm -hmm. Unexpected. I don't. Mm -hmm. Unexpected, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I was, was pleasantly surprised to see him right off the bat. Hell yeah. Um, and then I, it was kind of like, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of actual Boba Fett and stuff <laughs> like that by the time we got to the end of the episode, but yeah. it was still good. It was still good. He's probably just training with his rancor. <laughs> this is fair makes sense um but this whole underground this is the way sorry right initial thoughts sorry my bad yeah i'm not there yet <laughs> initial thoughts <laughs> um i'll do my initial thoughts uh it made me realize how much i actually do enjoy mandalorian and want mandalorian season three yeah. <laughs> i'll be honest after that i'm like dang i really want mandalorian season three now <laughs> Kind of felt out of place. Yep. Like, kind of surreal, if you know what I mean. Like, the special effects almost seem too real. They're that good. They were very well done. Because I miss sure. the, like, older Star Wars, where it's, you can tell that it's fake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can tell it's fake, but this, these characters could be passed off as living things, real life things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think so. I, the... <clears throat> practical effects are phenomenal oh yeah for and sure. the stage the lights all of that how it's all set up i like the flow of the episode as well some things people it said was it was pace. people said it was slow at the start but i can i completely disagree yeah i yeah, i actually mm. disagree with your disagreement i think it was a little slow in the beginning i think I think it was fine just because we got a little more like when I was watching it, I was it like, was I, I was, ex I was expecting it to like, whenever I, I hear people say, Oh, it's slow. It's like, okay, this is boring, but it wasn't boring at all. Yeah. Uh, when I mean slow, I don't mean it's boring. I just mean that sometimes it takes a little bit more for something to happen. Mm -hmm. Usually there's a bit more of a lingering shot. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't personally right. think it was boring. I know it was slower though. Yeah. I can see that. I didn't really. I didn't mind it at all. Like if it was an episode, like the entire length was like that, I would not be complaining. I'd be completely yeah. fine with it. It was one of those information episodes, which we'll get to later. But I think uh, this episode, I actually forgot about the. Uh, so I wrote down as my second favorite, but it's actually my third. What was what's your first one? Episode uh, for probably me, it goes two. four, four, two, one, three, or sorry. Four two five one three. One three. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm really happy that I was wrong from from last uh podcast. Because you're talking about like expectation. I'm like, nothing's gonna happen. Mandalorian's just gonna show up on tattooing when Boba needs him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after watching the episode um ap episode, I'm like, I'm so glad I set my expectations real low because they were blown out of the water. <laughs> oh. no, I, think I was still thinking he was just gonna get a call and then show up with his light cruiser and it's like yeah huh i'm here instead of ha dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> except it's like dinjar and saying just a random choir in the background <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is almost this i thought it was gonna be like this episode was gonna be he would show up and then he just get all boba would get all the muscle and then they'd be like right into the pikes that fighting not for episode six. Yeah. Oh, that's next episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is like the second episode of the setup for the finale because it didn't exactly progress it too like too fast, but it did it in a way where it just continued a long bridge to connect it to the final two. Mm -hmm. So I think this will set up 
I think the all-time favorite ones beyond, with the, uh, with all the bands. This is the side road. You know, like the bridge. Well, yeah, it's it's because Mando is such a big character. You, I guess they thought, well, we can't just have him show up. We gotta like have him. We gotta show like where he's been and what he's doing and how did he get mm-hmm. here now? Okay, now that's why he's been hired or how he got hired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we'll jump in the episode right now. Yeah, because we basically started. We we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's interesting to me is like he pops in on this. Whatever, wherever he was, it looked like one of those, uh, I guess those places where like they just have fish hanging. Just like a, a it's like shop. a butcher shop. Yeah, butcher <laughs> shop. There we go. <laughs> and he's and he just like has a dark saber on his a dark saber on his belt, which is kind of like I'm kind of surprised because it kind of depends on like how far down the road this happens because it's like where did Bo-Katan go? Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. She wanted the dark saber and she was like ready to fight the guy. Yeah. Maybe maybe she just left him because like I guess because his armor is way too won, cool. I guess the dark saber from so I don't, uh, maybe she doesn't want to fight the Mando at this point. It's like I'm not gonna take my chances at the moment. Mm-hmm. But at least got the he used it though, which yeah. was like crazy because I didn't actually think he'd use I, it because it was still very new to him, right? Oh, yeah, it was so new that he cut, he cut himself. Cut, <laughs> yeah, cut himself. I guess. But yeah, the. Uh, just before the action, we got the same quote from Mando from like season yeah. one. Yes, I could bring you in that warm, nice. or I could bring, bring you in cold. cold. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I've never seen that man before. <laughs> Pulls out the puck. I'm looking right at him. That's <laughs> 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 no, not me. The fish guy. And he's like, "If you guys want to leave now, you go. can leave." Me. <laughs> <laughs> kills them all but he definitely he definitely struggles to wield it he cuts someone in half yeah the dark saber <laughs> just full on i was a little surprised by it too mm. pretty dark <laughs> dark saber it's <laughs> 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 uh, kind of surprising from disney to like let something like that slide uh, I don't, you don't really see the body. I know, but like you see even the slice, even a hint at anything dark, it's like Disney doesn't really let that slide too often. I mean, there's plenty of dark scenes, like lighting wise. I sometimes I want to punch you with perfect <laughs> teeth. I, I I don't know what to say, Cody. There's plenty of dark scenes. <laughs> I'm a no, that was that was solo. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like solo or but no, solo? I, I get what you mean. How Disney doesn't have those dark moments yeah. too often. Unfortunately, what? Unfortunately, I mean, like to be honest, yeah, fair. Unfortunately, because sometimes it's like you almost need that. I think the last time we saw a dark scene like that from Star Wars was probably when Wrecker was going to kill Omega. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So I get I get your point of like why there should be more of it, but at the same time, it's for kids. Because uh well, okay, sure. But my my point is is because it doesn't happen so often, when it does, it feels like a very serious moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, this is happening. Yeah. That's fair. Apparently, like at the end of every episode, we get to see a little bit of the concept art that goes into this episode. And apparently, like it's all over, like it, like my Instagram feed and YouTube and everything, is that the concept art for this ring, I guess planet, this mm-hmm. ring place. Yeah. In the concept art, there is a spaceship, <clears throat> and it's uh, the Senator, and that's the ship that Darth Maul pilots. Mm. So it's like, why would they have that in the concept art? It's like we know Darth Maul's dead, but like someone else would be flying his ship, right? Like, I'm like my idea is that there's a Crimson Dawn connection in the concept art that they're thinking about doing, but maybe didn't do it yet. Ooh, maybe, maybe, mm. maybe not. <clears throat> maybe not, but you never know. It's freaking Star Wars, it's dude. True. <laughs> <laughs> After the job, we meet the armorer, and he gets bandaged up from Paz Vizsla. And he sees the 
dark saber on the belt. He gives that. Or, I, well, there was like a little question of like, how did you get a wound like that? And then it was just like, with this, this is dark saber. And immediately, Paz Vizsla has this like sense of entitlement because like his ancestors had that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like explicitly said, but there's a whole backstory behind that. And there's a character called Tar Vizsla, and he was the first Mandalorian to be brought into the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. And because of this very unique like origin, being a Mandalorian, he forged the Darksaber. And it's kind of like the whole, uh, you can say, shit, what's Thor's hammer called again? Mjolnir. Jonathan? Mjolnir. Mew Mew? Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of has that kind of like idea in there that like, who, who lifts the hammer like Equivalent like that worthy hammer. that worthiness yeah. you have to be worthy you have to be worthy of, of lifting this sword and some way, fighting yeah. with it but then there's also a little added thing that the, like it's made of beskar but it seems like there's different grades of beskar mm-hmm. yeah. mm. so it's like not all of it is like impenetra- impenetrable you know like some of it can't stop lightsabers other grades could like that's what i'm getting from this different grade stuff mm. interesting would that be connected to, um, sorry, just can't find it. Uh, Rebels. It's nice that they're going back to like a little bit of um, consistency with Rebels, though. It's it's pretty. It's a look down upon show in the fandom. Like, it's, there's a very small group of people I find that actually like don't mind the show at all. Season. That's season because season four, one and two. The two episodes, I think that's the ones when it deals with the weapon that Sabine had to make when she was in the Empire. The weapon that specifically targets uh, Beskar. Oh, the Beskar weapon, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. is that like specialty weapon or is there actually a weakness for the Beskar? Different grade. I would like I would like to think that she had to design it to take out the highest grades because then once you take out the highest grades, everything below that is easy to hit. Yeah. No, I was going to say that Rebels was like the start of Disney's uh, part of Star Wars. So it was much more, I guess it was more catered towards kids, even more at that point. I still didn't mind it. I've seen it twice through. No, there's certainly some really cool stuff in it. I think uh, definitely looking, when you're comparing it to the Clone Wars though, there's definitely more of a childish aspect in certain parts which can be a turn off for people but because it's yeah. focused on pretty much a small family yeah kind well of <laughs> i mean <laughs> the i mean skywalker family i mean <laughs> no no so like um, like a f- yeah i know but Star there's kanan and Spindula as the parents yeah and then yeah. there's sabine chopper's just there but star wars has always been about family <laughs> dom toretto would like that <laughs> family we're always going back to Fast and Furious. Like, what, Dude, is, what is with this? It's I'm the family <laughs> meme, man. Like, family. that's literally it. <laughs> it's the only reason why Fast and Furious is still re- relevant today. Family. <laughs> to be brutally honest. Yeah. Honestly, the Fast and Furious movies, eh. They tank after the fir- The first couple were, were fine. Then they just go. Seven is like okay because it's just a love letter to paul walker and that's about it everything else is kind of like the like six eight and nine are like their worst ones i find but anyways so you go back to the book tokyo of drift's best bonus section yes. the patreons basically yes <laughs> no i was saying well yes that yes tokyo drift is my favorite <laughs> the best <far>. one <laughs> yeah sure the acting's bad but it's so but that's what makes it good i think <laughs> anyways as much as I like like the dark saber, I don't like it because mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to like lightsabers where they're cylindrical, <laughs> I guess cylindrical and like lighty. And this one is <laughs> <lighty>. <laughs> this one's you know more of a sword, I guess. It's like a ninja sword. Kind of doesn't really fit in. I feel. I think which I again goes I back to Hawkeye and his sword. I mean, I kind of get what you're trying to say, like, in the broad sense of Star Wars. It's like, this is kind of strange. 
No, but as really. soon as you get into the subplot line of the Mandalorian, yeah. it's like it's right in there. Once you get to the lore and all that attached, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. But off, yeah. off just saying it like, huh? Like, what's the, fir- what's the first thing you think of when you get Star Wars is lightsabers. Like, you don't really get, you don't really think of Darksaber until you, it's just a, until think, you get into, like, the Mandalorian. My first thought is A New Hope when Ben is just showing Luke his father's lightsaber. His father's lightsaber. He's a pupil of mine. The weapon of a Jedi Master. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> You're wrong. It's Jedi Knight. Luke's like, I read the history books. My dad was not a master. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's up. My dad sucked. Except he didn't suck. So. Yeah, no, he was like. I also the best knight they've ever had. <laughs> I also really don't the like the armor. Too. The armor. He's kind of a bitch, honestly. The armor. Yeah, just snuff <laughs> up. <laughs> Biscar is not used for weapons. Okay, she gives off this like Galadriel Lord of the Rings vibe. Yes. There's uh, like entitled the way the way she tells the story of like a little background story of Bo-Katan, it just felt very like the beginning intro of the Fellowship of the Ring, where they explain all the rings of power. Mm-hmm. What do you know of this blade? I am told it is the dark saber. Indeed. Do you understand its significance? Whoever wields it can lead all of Mandalore. If it is won by creed in battle, it is said one warrior will defeat 20 and the multitudes will fall before it. If, however, it is not won in combat and falls into the hands of the undeserving, it will be a curse unto the nation. The hilt is of a quality of Beskar I have never seen before. It was forged over a thousand years ago by the Mandalore Tar Visla. He was both Mandalorian and Jedi. Okay, so I was wrong. She did say Tar Visla explicitly, so that kind of just sol- like solidifies that part of canon even more. Mm-hmm. I still remember the f- seeing the first time seen it in the Mandalorian with Moff Gideon like what the heck is that because this is before I watched Rebels so I'm like oh cool it's the Darksaber yeah <laughs> now I'm like oh shit it's the Darksaber <laughs> <laughs> you watched Clone Wars way before that didn't you they didn't well I, I, they, it was in the Clone Wars yeah yeah very much so but I'm kind of curious because like if you were if you didn't really care for it when it came out in the season one finale, it's like your oh, first. Your twenty nineteen, like, right? Like your first Mad thought Man. wasn't like, "How did the dark saber survive all the way through the empire?" I feel like I watched Clone Wars after. You must have. You didn't care. <laughs> no, I watched it after. I watched Clone. Yeah, pretty sure I did. Because we watched the Mandalorian season one, and then I started Clone Wars. I could have been watching that about the same time. When did you start Clone Wars, Cody? I rewatched the entire series before season seven came out. When did you start watching it? Like, when was the first time? <laughs> like, you, you don't, we don't remember. I it's I, I watched the movie when I was eight, like in theaters, and then this TV series was on when I was growing up. So hmm. we used to download episodes, and mm. watch them. That's how we were able to watch them. I almost have like seasons one through five, like fully complete on digital, just from <laughs> downloaded files. Hey, it yeah. was the only way. <laughs> yeah, Pirate. I've, I've been watching Clone Wars for as long as I remember. Like, it was just always a part. Of I can't say that, but I've uh, for a very long time I've watched Clone Wars. <laughs> it was kind of cool to rewatch the entire thing when Disney Plus came out because it's just like. They were releasing Clone Wars season seven oh, finally hype, after like hype after that. like five or six years of nothing. Yeah, you rewatch the whole thing. You're like, holy crap! Like later, later it gets into the show. The more like intense it gets, because like you know what happens in episode three, and you're kind of like it get it. It it will eventually lead to episode three. It's just how. Yeah, 
and that's the most exciting thing about the Clone Wars. It's like, and who's gonna die in the process? Yeah, Krong Pell, Rip Jesse, Rip Fives, Rip Fives, Fives, Rip. My favorite clone, by the way. Just saying. You know, uh, you, here, you won't be here the it is. One. Here it is. Sorry, this is this is the one about Bo-Katan. Have you ever heard of Bo-Katan Kreese? Bo-Katan is a cautionary tale. She once laid claim to rule Mandalore based purely on blood and the sword you now possess. But it was gifted to her and not won by creed. Bo-Katan Kreese was born of a mighty house, but they lost sight of the way. Her rule ended in tragedy. They lost their way, and we lost our world. Interesting things. So they're talking about, like, prophecies, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole prophecy behind the whole Mandalorian thing, where if you don't win the Darksaber honorably in a tribe like combat, you lay a curse on the planet... And then after that curse is like happened, then some a Mandalorian later on will ride like the Mythosaur and come back and reunite all Mandalorians. Which I think, I think Bo-Katan was the one who tr- like fulfilled that curse prophecy. And then uh, Boba Fett will be the one to bring everyone back together because it was hinted at he wrote something bigger than the Rancor. Yeah. And they had a connection to the Christmas special when he wrote a Mythosar. Yeah. So it's like, I have a feeling that by the end of this series, like I think Boba Fett will be the one to like hold the Darksaber. Honestly, I feel like that makes sense if Boba became like the leader of Mandalore. Because he's kind of being put in that position of, oh, he's a leader now. Yeah. Well, Mando wouldn't. He doesn't care. Change from like a bounty hunter. To, he'd want to be able to keep roaming around and doing his thing. Yeah. Boba Fett has this history, or at least his, uh, I guess his bloodline, with Django and Jasper Muriel, which is a whole other thing from comics. And Jasper Muriel was a leader of Mandalore at some point. So it's like, it's almost like Boba Fett, like if this, if they're going to bring Jasper Muriel into like the whole canon as well, it's like Boba Fett is almost like an Aragorn in terms of a long lost king that's yeah. rightfully like next for like the Mandalorian the throne. So it's like the finale, it would feel I like if the finale went the way, like went in that direction for Boba Fett to like lead Mandalore, it'd be like a return of the king kind of vibe from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I think of it. So it's like always these little subtle hints I find with these episodes that it's like, oh, okay. you can yeah. kind of guess and see what would happen. Uh, what do you think of uh, Mando losing the uh, spear? I honestly didn't really care. I was kind of glad he did. It made sense in my opinion. I'm kind of like, glad he did because it's a spear, just, a dark saber. Yeah. Not to mention the other weapons he has, probably like a blaster and whatnot. It it also just looks kind of clunky. Yeah. Like I feel like it'd just be clunky carrying a spear around in his back the whole time. Yeah, this is not a video game where like Skyrim where you just you can have lots of weight, lots of carry, lots of stuff, and you don't see it. This is literally more later on when he dumps <laughs> all his <laughs> weapons. <laughs> this is more realistic. You like weapons you're carrying a you're carrying a spear, you'll see it, and it's just gonna get in the way at some point. Yeah, yeah. his fighting style doesn't fit the spear. Yeah, that too. Like literally, okay. So when he went through the one door on the ring, the ring planet place, <laughs> my sister, yeah. my sister's like, "Oh, watch the spear." Yeah, I was just <laughs> I was thinking that too. And then I went, was, and then I went down the like a little thing. bit, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, the spear's going underneath." Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, just stop. What? Playing. In return, we get Grogu chainmail. Uh, oh. Uh, I think so. I think so. That all but confirms that we're going to see Grogu again. But I mean, like, did we expect not to see Grogu again? Mm -hmm. Not really. (laughs) He's 
He's kind I of hope, the face of Star Wars right now. I hope Grogu's going to have a whole hooded thing like Jedi now. It, like a robe uh, and everything? Like a robe and a like hood? A, I do? hope so. Because that would be so sick. Who remembers the concept poster? Or there was a poster that Trends International posted. And yeah. it had Grogu right. using the forest with a yellow lightsaber crystal. Mm. What do you get his own saber pretty quick? Like how soon? Was it, how soon is he gonna Who get knows? it? Right? Like it's an official. It's an official poster. Mm-hmm. It's just how long is it gonna be until we actually see it? Yeah. I think I think Grogu and Luke are gonna be together when Mando goes to visit him. I hope so. So after she makes the chainmail, I like how she bundled, bundled it up. Looks like uh, bundles Grogu. it up and it looks like Grogu's head. That wasn't intentional at all. Not at all. No, no imagery at all. <laughs> so I just want to point out during the fighting, it gets heavier with each move. That is because you are fighting against the blade. You should be fighting against your opponent. Stand up. That's from that episode, and then this is from. Rebels. Rebels, season three, episode five. Ignite the blade. It's heavier than I thought. Energy constantly flows through the crystal. You're not fighting with a simple blade as much as you are directing a current of power. Your thoughts... Your actions, they become energy. They flow through the crystal as well and become a part of the blade. Yeah. Eh. So it's nice that there's that consistency with yeah. the dark mm-hmm. saber. So it it is different from a lightsaber, clearly, first in the name. Dark saber, lightsaber, yeah. Yeah. But it's I'd say different It's more of a mental control. I'd say it's more of a what else we got? Different crystal, I feel like. Well, just like, I guess it's like, like the kind of ener- crystal, like sure, energy, probably, but the energy going through it is that's what, what it sounds like. It's just the way the energy is going through. The it's like a different, different from a dark saber a variant of a kyber crystal, I would say, because it maintains the shape of like a uh, tanto. I think it is tanto blade. If I'm not mistaken, katana blade? samurai sword, katana, yeah, a katana, uh, tanto blade. I'm right somehow weird but yeah it holds that shape instead of just like a cylind- cylindrical yeah into cylinder a so or you know in the original trilogy first edition it was like a point <laughs> <laughs> it was like a very steep point <laughs> i would just love to, i'd love to see the original cut of the original trilogy that'd be in, that'd be cool i wouldn't original cut of episode four I mean, is quite different. It would all okay. Like I would want to see that just for the sake of seeing it. Yeah, just to kind of see like this is this changes. This was the cut that people saw in theater when it came out. Yeah. Uh, So then after the armor and Mandel fight, (laughs) uh, this Zavizla, Paz Zavizla challenges him. They start to fight. It looks like Mando's losing. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Oh, wait. Thankfully, Mando wins. And then she's like, have you ever taken off your helmet? Paz's like, no. He's like, Mando, have you ever taken off your helmet? Silence. <laughs> Sweats profusely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nerv- <laughs> nervous <laughs> laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but Paz Vizsla loses as bad as pre Vizsla. Okay, not as bad. Because pre Vizsla got his And then he says, yes. Off. And then she's like, you are not a Mandalorian anymore. Which... I have this video. It's like a minute and a half long. I really want to play it. If it doesn't fit, I'll cut it out. It's fine. Okay. Hmm. The armor is bad. Our first clue of this is when Bo-Katan meets Mando in The Mandalorian, and she says that he's part of the Children of the Watch, which she then refers to as a religious cult. Our next clue is Paz Vizsla. So, knowing the history of Clan Vizsla, we know that in his family was Pre-Vizsla, who created Death Watch. So Death Watch, like it sounds... Not the nicest group, and they too tried to break off from the other Mandalorians and restore a group 
that followed more of the ancient ways. So I'm guessing that we'll find out that Mando's Children of the Watch are actually part of Death Watch, and it's just the foundlings that they brought in as part of their creed. Mando just doesn't know it. Now more about the armorer specifically. First off, the horns on her helmet give me very Darth Maul Death Watch vibes. And for those of you that don't know, at one point Darth Maul took over Death Watch, and together they tried to take over Mandalore, and out of it came some Mandalorians that had oh, some Darth some Maul looking Mandalorian sure. helmets. And finally, in the most recent episode of Boba Fett, the armorer actually says that the fall of Mandalore was all Bo-Katan's fault, and that she lost the way. Now, I don't know about you, but this whole the way thing, although it's pretty cool, seems very cult-like. Like, do what I say or else you're not one of us type deal. I don't know. They're definitely building tension between the armor and Bo-Katan, and I feel like it's only a matter of time before we see these two battle it out. That's from Nathan Messer. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Especially, okay, <laughs> especially because of all this feminist politics that we're getting in movies. I think the likelihood of this happening is gonna it's gonna unfold at some point, and I I have no complaints. I mean, it's freaking <laughs> it's Bo-Katan and the armor. Like yeah. even the even the armor is a pretty cool character. Yeah, she's been established as a very mysterious kind of being. Mm-hmm. So you put her alongside an established character like Bo-Katan, and it's like that'd be a very entertaining fight. I think, especially because they're both very experienced fighters. Yes. Also, gotta say, we're not going to talk about live Lord action of the Rings, Mandalore. Lord of the Rings also had a scene like that, where he dumps all his weapons. Dude, Kay, I was like, I recently watched The Hobbit in the last like month or two, and literally when Bando put his all his guns and weapons into this crate, it reminded me of Feely, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the elven, yeah. the, the elven dungeons, <laughs> where he was about to walk into the cage with like an extra knife, and it's just like he gets he gets caught. The guy took out like 20 different swords. Can I just say, <laughs> funny thing, that scene actually reminded me of an animated movie I watched called Sinbad. Simba? Sinbad of the, like the Seven Seas or something. Well, no there's idea. a scene where these pirates are going to like this party in the city and they have to drop all their weapons. And there's this one guy just like dropping, pulling out his boots and everything, just constantly more and more and more and more. There's always, like, <laughs> that, there's always that one me. guy. That reminds me of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when Elizabeth. Has they're going to the spa, I think it is something. I mean, she just keeps taking out guns, more guns, more <laughs> guns, screws up her legs somehow, and then takes out another gun. And then it's like, there's always, there's always that one character in every yeah. franchise, just just uh, weapons, like all way over too them. many weapons. <laughs> yeah, you saying something about Mandalore? It's like Yelena, to too. Sorry, go. It's like Yelena, too. Yeah, in that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't have any, wa- any weapons in my hands. Also okay, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's always that character because I think she's the only one in the MCU that has that right now. Right now. Right now. Science says right now. Yeah. But uh, continue. We get to see some live action Mandalore. That is true. Over the dialogue of the destruction of the planet. Absolutely <laughs> annihilated. Like yeah, hundreds of Ma- Mandalore live. Getting blown up. <laughs> we get to see yeah. Mandalore dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of, I would say it's a really cool explosion on the dome thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was like a whole bunch of mini explosions, like all around the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, the whole thing just went. Which is from. I thought it was Lothal when I first saw that. From. So Lothal? Yeah. yeah, from Rebels. If I'm not mistaken, the dome that blown up. That blown up. <laughs> the dome that blew up. Was uh, the city of Sindari from Clone Wars season seven when they do the siege of Mandalore? Hmm. When uh, yeah, Ahsoka does her dope ass. Makes sense. Yeah. For the first time in like six yeah. years, seeing Ahsoka for the first time on screen oh. just comes out of nowhere. Well, not really. <laughs> the real action. Yes. But <laughs> that was kind of cool to see. I really, I, I wish we got to see like a little bit of the throne room or something. Like maybe some of the people panicking on the planet, and then the raid starts. Yeah, but then we but it, then it actors, fit. Man. But it was like it fit. It fit the whole like just getting destroyed thing. Yeah. But yeah, the Mandalore's got a serious history with like Obi Wan, Satine, everything. Everything with Mandalore is just like some of the coolest subplot in Star Wars. Well, it's one of the most like interesting. I guess. I guess if you want to call it races, races mm-hmm. in Star Wars, like the Mandalorian. Well, and the fact that all the different subplots all line up perfectly 
like they all very, fit each other very well yeah yeah like they they it's all fluent in in the in the story of the Mandalorians, right? Like it's they all fit together, and then it fits in the the overall view of how Star Wars plays out. Yeah, but the K two S O units gunning oh. down the survivors. That oh man, that was an oof. A little nod to Solo, Rogue One. Sorry, Rogue Uno, and they called it the Night of a Thousand Tears, which is like what I don't know. What kind of significance does that have? People crying. <laughs> How could they cry if they cry, die without love? <laughs> I was crying when I met you. Now yeah, the, the imagery of like the Mandalorian you. helmets on the ground is like it kind of it kind of stung, mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah, it was a it was a big sad. Well, then uh, when Paz challenged in he had the vibro blade so you got to see the vibro blade and then the shield mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, i don't think that's the first time we've seen it in live action the shield part the shield uh, i don't remember i was gonna say no it's not but then you said live action okay yeah that was weird i don't it know it looks oh, so probably sick. in like mando season one when they rescued him from when they all came down from the sky probably it's possible yeah yeah, the, whenever I see the shield, my first thought is always Bo-Katan in season seven, mm-hmm. just storming the <laughs> throne room. Yeah. yeah. So after the armor, we're done there. Yeah, I think so. Just before that, actually, he lo- when he loses his Mandalorian title. Yes. I think they have that in the story, and I think it's because of the whole Pedro Pascal drama, because he wants to have the helmet off more. So if they take it, oh. Mando season three in a way where he kind of just drops it and he's like, you know what? This is my new fate. This is how my life is now. Yeah. And now he just kind of has it hey. off more. Going back to that, this is also where, once again, Adrian was saying, they go to Mandalore, two different types of Mandalorians. There's like the Death Watch, the militants, yeah. and then the actual people who will have their helmets off because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's going to see that and be like, oh. Maybe uh, maybe these people were bad. I could the whole thing with like, like cause <coughs> the whole okay maybe maybe Death Watch whatever the people there aren't the way, and the other Mandalorians are. I don't yeah, know. I could see that happening. Yeah. And just I mean, before maybe. that, because he said the only way to redeem your what? I just want hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the well, this is something he probably wants to talk about. No, just the only. The only way to redeem his like Mandalorian titles is to go to these like go to Mandalore. The be- like the while wow, living waters beneath Mandalore. Yeah. But then when he gets there, Mandalore is gonna be like destroyed. And then the only mo- the only places around that is like Concordia, which is one of the moons of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So when he realizes that Mandalore is destroyed, he can't redeem himself, so he goes to Concordia and maybe that's where he sees the two different types of Mandalorians. And just Who kinda, knows, you like, know what? This is how my life is now. And that's when, that's and when he, he it. decides to be a good Mando. And then that's <laughs> maybe we're going to see some more helmet off action. Get some more Pedro yeah. in the suit. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. And I'm just basing it off if the Pedro stuff is true. I mean, I think yeah, it makes unless, total sense yeah. that could happen. Well, and it's possible he'll probably, he might try be a mediator between the two. I mean... Think about it. Like everywhere else that we've seen the Mandalores, they've always had painted armor. Yeah, Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> All of them painted, and painted tie, tie fighters. That stuff. that actually kind of goes back to earlier when you were talking about. Um, do you think Boba would step up to be more of like a Mandalore leader, and then leave Fennec to be on Tatooine? So then, Din and Boba would be like co-rulers of Mandalore. <laughs> I, I would almost think because they're both totally different from the Death Watch and from what the past versions of themselves because they both talk a fair amount, I guess, and they both want to have their helmets off. They want to be there instead of telling other people to do shit. Okay. Yeah, no, I could. Yeah. I, see Boba I mean, maybe. Not, uh, Mando. I think Mando's just going to want to do his own thing and not be a ruler. Okay. Well, because he wants to be with Grogu. Yeah, exactly. So. If we're going to take the route of how the Bad Batch blew up Kamino, and I'm not necessarily saying they're going to blow up Tatooine, because I think if they, because they can't, because it's, it. it's in the sequels. The Empire did, but. Hmm? Okay, cool. Well, yeah, but in Kamino, the yes. it was kind of like a, 
like it's basically like the end of an era mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's like if they were gonna take that path, it's like what if Jabba's palace gets destroyed from the pikes in the next two episodes, and then all of a sudden there's no palace. And without that, it's like Boba really I really don't think Boba cares to be on Tatooine. Like if he could leave and rule somewhere else, he's gonna go do it, right? And I think if Din comes back with the Darksaber in hand, he's gonna Boba's gonna be way more interested in trying to rule Mandalore to kind of bring his bloodline back on the throne. If he knows about it. If he knows about it. Which would be very surprising if he didn't. Considering that Django Fett's codes are on his armor. Why Django Fett was Django Fett was leader of Vandalore as well at some point. Oh. Hmm. See, I didn't even know that. So now we're back on Tatooine. Yes. Let me scan. When I first saw that, I was just because <clears throat> I play Fallen Order and I yeah same Cal Kestis and BD gloves. I but then thinking about it as I'm watching, like if this is if this is BD one, where is Cal Kestis? Is he alive? Is he safe? <laughs> <laughs> where is Cal Kestis? Is he safe? Is he all right? It seems in your anger. <laughs> Talking to the droid. Or if, but or he shows up and goes, "You have something <laughs> I want." <laughs> but there is also uh, that's not the only BD unit. Oh yeah, there's probably BD forty seven, BD ninety nine, um, BD ten oh seven, TA four one eight, nicknamed TA, T E E A Y, Ta, huh? Oh, he said TA, so I went Ta. Uh, was a BD unit droid that assisted Doctor Strange, you Eustacia Aka, from former professor at the Shadow University Institution during the Imperial era. So, like comics or books or something like that. Yeah, they wouldn't have just one B, like one type of droid. Uh, appearances, Doctor Afra. I guess those are comic books. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, do we want to talk about what if Cal Kestis does come into this universe? Mm. This I just want to before we get into that. I want to rabbit hole. <laughs> that is a rabbit hole. But for there's like one, two, whatever, ten different uh, concept arts for what BD would look like in Fallen Order. They all kind of had the same. They're the same kind of thing, but I like the one they have now. Yeah. There's a. Oh yeah, I definitely like the the one they currently have over these other ones. Like it's not a very big droid in the game, hmm. whatsoever. Hmm. It's like maybe it's like a pair button. of binoculars with some legs. Literally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like your shoulder blade size. That's just a baby one. <laughs> <laughs> they grow, they grow. That's just a baby one. Uh, <laughs> they grow up. Cal gave him some upgrades. <laughs> upgrades, people. Upgrades. <laughs> oh man, robots. Yes, top tier. But uh, why? Or yeah, so the BD unit gets attacked by Womp Rat, and then Mando comes in. But he's there for a reason. And why is he there, boys? To get a spaceship. Do you he have wanted, the Do you have the Razor Crest? You wanted the Razor huh? Crest two huh? Do you have the Razor Crest for me or not? Yes. Uh, I have some embedded. Dead. We get a very nice. Instead, surprise. we get General Grievous's ship. That's what I thought. <laughs> At originally. first, I thought it was two. And then it was like, oh, wait, it's Naboo Starfighter. We're y'all good. <laughs> There's a lot of episode one vibes in this episode, which is yep. like super yeah. cool. Totally fine with that. So, like, I'm I'm right in saying it's it's the same type of ship that Anakin flew in episode it one. It is right? literally the, it's the same, model. same model. Yeah, the yeah. N1. Okay. Not the same ship, just yeah. same model. Yeah. People are theorizing. <laughs> Anakin, stay in that cockpit That's and don't move. <laughs> okay. Oh, what does this do? Beep. <laughs> oh, it seems like we've <laughs> engaged autopilot. Oh, no. Master Qui-Gon told me to stay in here, so that's what I'm going to do. Dude, he's so funny. I'll try spinning. That's a cool trick. It is. Uh, Comes up a lot in Star Wars. So, uh, 
So it turns out Mando the dad gets a sports car after sending his son to college. <laughs> after, <laughs> after his midlife crisis, he gets a new car. Uh, <laughs> most badass dad in the universe. Yeah. This is true. Mm, what about Drango? Mm. We don't know he died. about him. What about Anakin? He died. Huh? I would not want to have Anakin as my dad. You kidding me? You would never get to go to the oh, beach. Oh, yeah, dude, your dad's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, your dad's the dark lord of the universe right now. He's kind of, he's kind of the ultimate oh. bad right now. Killing innocents as he goes. I think I'd prefer Din Djarin as my dad. Django. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't such a good dad after <clears throat> all. There was like a whole game about how Django met Dooku and everything. That was pretty cool. I should remaster that one too. Just like the other ones too. And then we get a building montage. Which is pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. And then we get Jawas on. Dude, oh, went bad. The combustion booster. <laughs> when they came back with the combustion booster to put on the ship. It was like, where'd you get this so fast? And they were talking, and then Petty Mod was like, yeah, they just stole it off a of Pike ship. <laughs> it's it like. That? <laughs> What? He's like, huh? <laughs> or Pike's carrier thing, one of those trains. Yeah, they they're, pretty <laughs> they're pretty ballsy. They're pretty ballsy. Like, way. yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Also, which is interesting because normally, that. like, they scrap for things like when they're destroyed and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's because it's the easiest to get because nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Can I just say? Are you talking about that that long shaft? Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. That's the episode same four. thing in yeah episode four. In the in crash. The trash well, not the same one. It's exactly the same. Like, Don't fight me on that. Okay, it's not the same. Same model, fine. Yeah, Wait, the exact same part. <laughs> in what episode? Where? When they're in, in the trash four, compactor. When they're in the trash compactor. And then uh, Han, Han lifts pulls that, out like this, like this that pole pole thing to like block the walls from crushing them. And that's the huh. same. That's the same part hmm. that he uses in the ship. Yeah. Big brain. Also, nine episodes of Star Wars could have been uh, avoided if Qui Gon just went to the Jawas. To get, to get the part for the Naboo Star No kidding. Yo. Holy crap. But no, he was like, Watto's got it. Although, although, hear me out here. Okay. It was by Will of the Force. Qui-Gon goes to the Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need video. We need video. Eventually. Okay. I just... Eventually, and then we get this now. This is pod race. Support us on Patreon. Now After this 10 is Patreons, pod. We'll start making videos. <laughs> After ten yeah. Patreons, hell no. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we take so the to be able to pay for editors. If I move out, get in my own place, then we'll a have full studio. Better, you know, like a re- like a dedicated podcasting room. Yes, because right now it's just plain on a yeah. There, Who's perfect for man. <laughs> yeah, but. uh after the building montage, he takes the N1 for a test flight and he takes it through the canyon. What's canyon. The, yeah. The same kind of chorus as the pod racing. It's pretty much like shot for shot. Yeah, literally. It's like literally. It's very impressive. I like it. It's so cool. I think it was bloody Very nice too. nostalgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes up into space and then he is met by two X-Wing pilots and a little bit of a one of what one of which is a noob, the other one is which we've seen before. Yeah, and the noob is the he's the young guy who was kind of playing the bad cop. He is the actor who played Luke Skywalker in Mando season two. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know that. I told you that an hour ago. <laughs> you didn't. You oh, you must have left then right away. That's uh, saying that already. <laughs> <Yeah. Just being> <laughs> <served>. <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's the same actor before the deep fakes, who played Luke. That when he you know ran yeah, sack. Well, before face. and after, you know. Just yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he gets back and he says one word, which I think I'll probably use a couple times in my life. Wizard. <laughs> How was that, Mando? Wizard. Ooh, wizard. That's already a meme online too. It is, because <laughs> where else has it been heard? In Star Episode One. Yes. When Anakin gets back. For was it the test? It wasn't a test run. It was just a booted up system. I think it was just a boot up. And then Kickster, Anakin's best friend, when he 
turned it off. He was like, that's so wizard, Annie. <laughs> so it's not the first time that wizard's been said. Mm-hmm. Obviously some part of the jargon at uh, Tatooine. Wizard. And then next, thing you, next, thing you, next thing you know, it's going to be like aliens. <laughs> that kid who says wizard, that's actually dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, didn't say wizard. It's the same person. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Yeah. It's canon. I said so. <laughs> I said so. It's Din's already canon. Oh. No, the kid who says it in episode one, that's Din Djarin. <laughs> <No>. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. So old by this time. <laughs> he was frozen. It was frozen carbonite. carbonite. Obviously. Or it's his dad. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Dude, his dad. If John Favreau can make things canon and Dave Floney can, I can as well. That's canon. <laughs> his dad. I'll, I'll reword that for you to head canon. Yeah, okay, fine. So you think it is canon, but everyone else. No, it's not. Well, thanks, you're a uh, lunatic. No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. No, just going to Who's his dad? Kin Jarin. <laughs> Ken Jarin. Kendall. Ken. Kendall Jarin. Huh? What was his wife's name? Barb. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, just Barb. Jarvis? No. Oh, sorry. That that droid spot on seat. On the N1 Starfighter. I'm just. It's for Grogu. I I know it. Yep. I mean, it it fits perfectly. (laughs) Can I just say, I also feel like um, I feel like the way that the the way it looks now gives it enough personality to like separate itself from like a normal N1 which is really cool. It matches his armor. I mean it's also modified yeah. and, it's, <laughs> and it's like a car when they started it. Yes. That was a hot <laughs> oh. a hot N1. Well cuz it's got the whole big whatchamacallit circle massive thing on the engine. front. It's just a V8. That, that that literally just looks like an engine. <laughs> Oh, it reminds me of like the first startup of pod racers. No, the pod racers sound pod way race. cooler. Yeah. It definitely was funny though. The, <laughs> the, the little button. Yeah. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like, he's, he's, they're just like interrogating him and he's just like, yep, I, I'll, I'll get that all fixed. Click. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> and the funny thing is it wasn't even light speed. No. Sub, uh, sub thrusters. Sub. Yeah. I don't I forget exactly what they <laughs> She's like, how do you go how do you do light speed? Well it was a light speed kid. That was like the sub thrusters. That was kinda gnarly. Before we get to Fennec though, there was something that we completely missed when we got a little bit of the tour wa- when Mando was walking around the ring planet place. And it like had some trap club music going on with like some more modernized cyberpunk looking guys on the planet yeah. and this time it did not take me out of the episode mm-hmm. because it wasn't on tattooing it felt more futuristic th- like on that ring well so because of the city like I yeah guess it didn't, the setting it just so if it, those modern more coruscant-esque yeah so it's vibe. like that's exactly what we're saying with all the modern <coughs> or the modders yeah, we're like this feels so out of place, but like with this episode, if they were introduced here, yeah, it feels out of place on tattooing. If it was on a different planet, like the Ring World here, it fits. Yeah, and it didn't take me out of the story at all. Yeah, no, it. Mm-hmm. I was n- not paying attention to them as like in a bad way. I didn't even pay attention. It's just, oh, cool, it's a club. Oh, cool, Mando with a head. Huh. Yeah, no, don't get ahead of yourself, okay? Okay. No, ahead. <laughs> also, the ship when it's on the ground it actually looks like it's floating. 
like it's hovering on the ground. But it was, it's supposed to. The N1 Starfighter is in episode one. Compared to the two. Compared to those bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just literally say, too, in the episode after that, with the speeder bikes, when they get shot, they actually, you know, they're like... Yeah. Yep. Hmm. And they get wrecked. Yeah. Bubba's like, screw you guys. Beep, 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 And... <laughs> you just gotta have that on loop, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not that hard for him to do. Nope. That's that's essentially what the ship sounds like. Select, <laughs> copy, paste. Select all of that. Copy, copy, paste. paste, paste. The next control 20 a, minutes. Control V or Control C, Control V, Control A, Control C, Control V. But let's get the Fennec Shan quickly before we get into Sheesh. predictions. Sorry, what? Yeah. Fennec's like, hey. Well, Here's that's about well, it. No, no, no. What's her, what's, her, what's her name is? What's her name is like? Oh, so this chick came in, said that she knew you or something like that, and and then we put her in like the dungeon or something like that. And she's just like something about the name, and she's like Fennec Shand, and then she's like, what the? She, you're supposed to be in the dungeon. I thought you turned like the security on or she's, whatever. When she uh, said like, oh, one of these lady chicks is or your friend or whatever is here, like, who, yeah, who? And then she's like, Fennec Shand's like, oh. Dumbass me. Yeah, I, I say. <laughs> the first same thing, thing I thought was like literally Fennec Shan. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would it be? The armor. No, I, I must say, I, must, like, I, must say, I thought the same thing. I was like, Who? And then it was like, Fennec Shan. Oh, oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> it's like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Boba Fett. <laughs> are are, are she, you fucking uh, me? She shows up and tells Mando that Boba needs help and offers him a payment at the most badass moment. Of the episode, it's on, it's on the house. house. But first, I gotta go pay a visit to my oh, little friend. My little friend, say hello to my little friend. And then that's it. And that's about it. Kroku. <laughs> so, what do we think is gonna happen in the next episode? I don't Nothing. Know. <laughs> it's gonna be cool. It's just gonna be all black. It's gonna be Luke style. <laughs> <laughs> Side we walker. hope it's gonna be Sidewalker, Luke, Luke Sidewalk with Grogu. Luke Sidewalker. <laughs> hey, at least he's obeying the rules. <laughs> I do not know. Okay, my opinion. It's gonna be your opinion sucks. Hey yo. Oof. Hey, it's keeping expectations low. <laughs> That's fair though. That's fair. It helped last um, time. No, your More opinion build up. Suck. To the final episode, he needs more muscle because just one extra dude is not enough against an army of pikes. So they're gonna, it's gonna be more Mando, um, be Mando. more Boba getting black muscle to fight the pikes in the final episode. That's really okay. So you're 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 thinking that episode six is gonna be just like a get everyone together, and then seven is gonna be well, like I guess technically they could also start the battle in the episode, like towards the end, and then just kind of cliffhanger final episode oh where they finish the battle what if they just had the pikes like kind of like the whole droid army over the planes in that boo setting where they come over and then like there's some dialogue between like mando and boba and finnick on like the palace or something like that or wherever they end up doing it have some dialogue then it pans to the army coming in and just cuts there you see the army coming overhead the shadows and then it's like <sighs> Holy bears. Bam. How does she? Doom, 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 Yes, we're the pikes. This is I'm just glad that we got to see some Mandalore in live action. Um, I'll be honest. They kind of did do Boba dirty with this episode, though. Not having him in it at all. The not Book of Boba care. Fett featuring not Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett not included. <laughs> uh, oh, we got to get like a the really book of Boba fast Fett. Boba Fett not included. Sold separately. <laughs> Boba sold, se <laughs> sold separately. <laughs> Boba Fett's a DLC for the episode. <laughs> Although what they could I, do is... For just five dollars more. <laughs> episode six, they start off with Boba and but Fennec. Wait, there's more. They do their thing. They're contacting people, and then at like halfway through the episode, Boba sends Fennec to go to get, get Mando him, to go get him. I could see that happening, or some, or maybe even the other way, where Ma we start with Mando going is going to go see Grogu. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, he would do that later. 
So it'd be like Fennec going to go get Mando. Mando says that he's going to go visit his little friend. And then the back half of the episode is where Grogu and Luke come in. Yeah. And then maybe it, maybe it's like a back and forth thing where Boba's forging his, or forging his, gathering his Avengers or something. I kind of hope that Mando season three does involve Boba Fett a bit. Because I'll be honest, this show hasn't really done much with Boba, it feels like. Yeah. I've just done back backstory. Yeah. Even then, though, like, most of the backstory was episode two. Also, I feel like at this point in the story, like, it feels weird how we know so little about the Pikes, <laughs> really, and, like, and just the whole thing. It just feels like, oh, there's war, but the Pikes, like, there's, I don't know, there's nothing really there, per se. It's just, oh, the Pikes are here, and they're going to fight us, and we have to fight them. Yay. Do they know they're going to fight? Well, the Pikes don't. <clears throat> well, they're probably thinking, okay, we might have a little thing here and there, but nothing too big we can too big we can handle. I just don't really get why the Pikes would want to use Tatooine, because like, Tatooine's got nothing. Like Even the Huts, it was like... Sell the spice on Tatooine. I don't know. But like, no one can afford shit. At least it's not Jakku. <laughs> Everyone's going hmm. for Jakku. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Exactly. Like, what's why. the point of what? Why Tatooine? You know, like something like Coruscant would have way more. The thing with Coruscant, though, is it's kind of hard hard to be in control of Coruscant because it's so big. And there's pro it's multiple and condensed with, with um, Coruscant, probably if anything. Well, and the fact that it's basically an entire city planet, city planet, yeah. Like, there's just people. Everywhere, literally everywhere. <laughs> you, th I, I, you think the pikes have enough of a force to cover everything? <laughs> both on the normal portion and the underground. <laughs> yeah, bringing us back to thirteen thirteen radio, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> it's been a little bit. Oh, now you gotta go grab the saber. No, I don't. No, no, no. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Also. Rest in peace, Max Rebo cameo. Yeah. We didn't get him this time. <laughs> on, this Hit it, Max. on this episode in Book of Boba Fett, we get no Mando. Or not no Mando. <laughs> we get huh? no, no Boba, no Max Rebo. <laughs> Big sad. And, and lots of dick sad. But is it, though? Not really. Because we got Mando. <laughs> oh. In this episode of Book of Boba Fett, we have no Boba, no Max Rebo, and no Grogu. No, we don't. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And you can follow us on all of our streaming platforms, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and wherever else we stream. Come back next week for our next episode, where we discuss the Book of Boba Fett, episode 6. And... Uh, we're expecting some great things. But until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.